Hi. Coming to you through the electrical impulses of the internet, it's F That Noise. Featuring Mike Burnett, Keith Green, Jamie Klein, <laughs> Pete Amelia, and Steve Taylor. It is episode 19 of F That Noise, and we are treading into uncharted territory here. We have our first ever movie review, um, hopefully the first in a long line of episodes where we pick a movie from our past and watch it again and then come back and reminisce about what we, what we remembered, maybe jokes that wouldn't work today. I'm sure we'll have a bunch of those with <laughs> with today's subject, which is, if you haven't seen the title screen, is Police Academy 1 and 2. I'm Keith Grieve here aboard the SS Gutenberg, joined by Steve Taylor. Pachinas. Pete Melia. <laughs> Mike Burdick. <laughs> Doctor! And James Klein. In America, talk is cheap. <laughs> what was it? I always have a spot, soft spot in my heart for citizens on patrol. I do. I don't know why. I know. It's because the I know. All right. So we always start this show out with the drive of the week. A drive, if you're not aware, is a line from a movie or TV show that is said with exceptional velocity and volume. And I will turn it over to Mr. James Klein. All right, ladies and germs, we have... What appears to be the drive of the week will be Police Academy 2, their first assignment. Um, I think we all agree that Police Academy 2 is by far the superior of the Police Academy films. Um, I know that might be comparing shit to poo, but I, goddamn, I really love uh, Police Academy 2. I think it's a generally funny fucking film. Comparing um, shit to so poo. Here's, here's a line uh that captain mauser uh blurts out when he finds out that his hair is covered in glue and not shampoo someday i'm gonna be captain and every rookie will go down on his knee and there'll be nothing but a sweet just for me yeah they will be I had to include Slaves the singer. Just for me. Yeah, up here. Yeah. And they'll say Captain Mauser. Yowzy, yowzer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. Hey. Hey. Hey, wait a minute. So that was the Drive of the Week brought to you by Trashman Media for all the latest Blu-ray and DVD reviews, including videos and interviews. Check out Trashman Media at www.trashmanmedia.com, as well as on Twitter and Facebook. And don't forget to check out uh, www.bizarreabyss.com for all news, no bullshit. 
bullshit. Bullshit. All right. So now moving on, we all took the weekend. uh, And Mike, thank you very much for finding time in your very busy weekend to to fit these two movies in. Uh, But we watched. Well, it was a hard. I tell you. I know. I know. But you know what? You bucked up and you got it done. Um, I'm proud of you. The um, we rewatched Police Academy one and two. So why don't we start at the beginning, uh, with Police Academy one? What's everybody's thoughts about watching it again after years going by? I still I still like the movie myself. It's oh yeah, it, it, it's nostalgic. Um, I did see it with some other people that had never seen it before, and <laughs> they they weren't all too big on it and. <laughs> Um, really? Again, I forgot how politically incorrect this movie is. I don't so, know what you mean. Yeah, for uh, some of the uh, sensitive people, the millennials might not enjoy it, but um, I get a kick out of it. It's a great time capsule. It's funny as hell. And what I like about Police Academy and all the other ones is they don't really ever get serious. Like if you watch any kind of um, like a Ron Williams movie or Steve Martin or John Candy, any of those uh, movies. There's always like some sort of serious moment, some sort of you know, drama where the plot has to kick in. That's why my, my favorite comedies like Airplane, Blazing Saddles, you know, uh, Naked Gun. Like those are the kind of movies I love because it's it. I want to see a comedy. I want to see a fucking comedy. I want to be laughing from beginning to end. I don't I don't need to hear the drama with Mrs. Doubtfire that has to get her kids or any of that fucking bullshit. Give me something that's fucking funny from beginning to end and. Police Academy pretty much does it. It's it, it's and it's got a great cast. I I love the cast about it, but it's awesome. It's fucking King. Fuck. Yeah, I <laughs> forgot that. I forgot that Kim Cattrall was in the movie. Yeah. Oh my god, she's so fucking hot. So Be- did she. She forgot before oh, her. Yeah, she did before her mannequin sins. <laughs> oh, there's no sin in that. That girl can give Richard Simmons a boner. <laughs> god. Still get in your sweat socks. Oh my god. Uh, okay. So, okay. So there is a there is a couple things that really wouldn't fly in today's society when you look at that movie, right? At least a couple, right? And the one thing that jumped off uh, right off the bat is the the misogynistic attitude of guys just looking to get laid, and I think that's a staple across a lot of eighties comedies, if not them all. Um, which we, we we kind of frown upon as a society for good reason these days. Um, but it's still funny nonetheless when Gutenberg gets behind Cottrell and says, tells her, let's see the thighs, you know, stuff like it's just, it's just <laughs> goofy. You got to have a sense of humor, you know, I mean, and he comes, he comes out of the scene looking like the good guy because <laughs> Harris comes around and ruins that moment. Yeah. Like, right. You know, yeah. Stupid Harris. Yeah, Harris kill. is the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing is in the eighties, it was a much bigger sin to be a dick, you know, <laughs> in general. Kind of like Harris. Yeah. Or, you know, I, I, or at least to follow the rules and be, you know, straight laced. Yeah, right, for sure. Right. And then there's the whole. Yeah, I don't know. I, you, I feel like just, the movie really held up, though. Like, I, strangely, I, and, and I came away from it feeling the freewheeling '80s. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, it really did give you the flavor of that decade. It was there was nothing at stake. You yeah. know, there was nothing to lose. It, it was just some guy who was just all '80s out, acting completely goofy and. It, it, I don't know. It, it really it, captures like the eighties, you know. It's it, uh, I, I think I think it still does. Like I haven't seen it, that movie in thirty years. It's interesting to me a couple things. One is that um, when you look at like movies that start out and then they have sequels and they really jump the shark, 
And yeah. Police Academy 2, obviously, as you go on, they're not quite as great, but they always follow the same format. Like, if you look at the first movie, the lines that those guys are saying in the first 10 minutes when they're saying they're going to join the Police Academy and everything, they're all cornball. They're all ridiculous. They're, they're not they're not like some great, you know, movie lines that in the third or fourth movie they, they screwed up. It's like the same the same thing, and every movie has pretty much the same format. <laughs> it's yeah. it's very close, you know. So it's like it, it never really stops being true to what it is, no matter what it is. And the other thing I saw was that uh, there are movies in that decade that are like you know you call like the the boob movies or something. There's like cent- centers around like the gratuitous nudity nudity or or uh, violence, like real slasher films or whatever. This movie is its own animal it, it's, it's its own type of comedy it's not the best comedy you've ever seen in your life it's just it's <laughs> its own it's its own animal it's like you couldn't say like oh that's like Porky's or that's like this it's its own goofball thing separate from all a lot of other 80s movies like what police academy puts full-size <laughs> windows in a basement shower Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the one in the writer's mind. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Another thing I love about these police gaming movies, and, and especially, you know, one and two, these movies make me feel good. I like, leave, you know, I'm, I'm humming the theme song. The theme song, by the way, is kick ass. It's yeah. so great. Um, I just I walk out and, you know, from this movie feeling good, feeling happy and. Like, I had a great time watching it. Well, so, the stakes aren't really that... That's a really good point. Yeah, I, I, felt, the, I felt the, the stakes same aren't, yeah. The stakes aren't that high. They're, they're, they're high in the movie, but they're not really high. You don't you know that it's all going to turn out okay. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? So by the time you end, it's all good, you know? Jimmy brought up the theme, so... Such a great song. Like oh, if you don't start, so awesome. if you've seen the movie and you hear that song, if you don't start smiling, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with you on that. But like, I, 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 kind of going off what Jamie was saying, this movie is, it is like a direct mirror of what the '80s were. And the '80s was a time where, even though you know we were younger, so we didn't know a lot of the negative shit going on, it was a happy decade. Like there was a lot of just. The music was happy. The movies were happy for the most part. You know, it was it was a different, much different time. And I found myself yeah, she, like legitimately yeah. laughing though. It wasn't like out of nostalgia. You know what I mean? I was like legitimately like like shit was funny. Oh, it was funny. Yeah. And see, I was more like that with two. When I watched Police Gave Me Two, I was really laughing hard, and it wasn't for nostalgia reasons. It was generally hilarious. I thought. You know, you know what part yeah, that, of that was. For that was me true. Like that, almost everything that I laughed at, it wasn't really out of nostalgia. It was genuinely funny, and it, and it actually yeah. held up strangely. You know, yeah. like Commandant Lassard getting a blowjob underneath the yeah. that kills me still to this day. <laughs> and then when he thinks it's facial oh, yeah, awesome. and then when he thinks was it was Mahoney, amazing. When he thinks it was Mahoney afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Good speech. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know, Keith, uh, bring up to your point about things you can't do in movies nowadays. Yeah, you could probably have that blowjob scene, and then the guy pops out, and he's like, oh, my God, it was a blowjob by a guy. But there's a lot of, I don't know if you would want to say anti-gay, but there is quite a lot of jokes 
aimed at the gate at the gay uh, people, and especially at the end when Lassard sees Mahoney kissing, and he goes, "You men, stop it!" And when he sees it's a woman, he goes, "Oh, that's more like it." That's all right. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, it's hilarious that he said that." Yeah. <laughs> the, the whole the whole concept of the Blue Oyster Bar lived on in the 80s through all of our... See, now, that music right there will always put a smile on my face. <laughs> it's, it is one of... It's I'll always, it it's always one of the funniest scenes in the movies. <laughs> it is no. one of the funniest parts. Getting a blowjob by, by Steve Kinberg will put that kind of smile on my face, Mike, but... Blue Oyster Bar. I, I love that concept and how that's always like interwoven into all the movies where there's a Blue Oyster Bar scene. It's just that music and the, and seeing all the guys dancing properly to that song and it just kills me every fucking time. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. But it's, it's, it's yeah. Well, you you also, know the Blue Oyster Bar is going to happen. You just don't know how or when. You know what's interesting too? If you look at all those movies, there's I don't know how many entrances there were to the Blue Oyster Bar, but they always go in a different entrance and end up in that bar. <laughs> yeah. It's always a different door. Same yeah. accent, right, right. different entrance. Right. <laughs> at, at, at what point? At what point does like the word get around that you know they're going to send you to the Blue Oyster Bar? So, that, so be on the lookout. But yeah, they, but, every, everyone always yeah, barges right. in and is surprised the same way. My hands are stuck to my head. What the fuck? Get me too. When they say there's a brawl at the Blue Oyster Blue Oyster Bar, and the guy knows the address right away, and everyone stops and stares. <laughs> <laughs> happen in any movie nowadays. Like people now would be looking at like, yeah, what's the big deal? I don't, I don't get it. But like, so, right. but I feel like those jokes are more, and, and you really got to stop and think about it to, to understand it. Is more about the stupidity of being afraid of being considered gay. You know what I mean? You're 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 playing off the hetero insecurity. Like, oh my God, what if they think they're what if they think I'm gay? But when in reality, it's who gives a shit. But you're playing off that. Oh my God, they can't think like it's it's you're playing off the frailty of the mindset of oh God, please don't think I'm gay. Yeah. But it doesn't come off that way at first. Absolutely not. <laughs> you know what I, I I totally forgot about? How much money these movies made? Must have made a fortune. Right? Like, Police Academy 2 made over $100 million at the box office. Are you kidding? What? Did it really? It said a budget of $7.5 million. It made $115 million. Yeah. <laughs> but then Police Academy 3 also made over $100 million, $107 million. Jesus Christ! Oh, yeah, is, is this Brad, is this over the life of the cheap. lifespan of the movie, or is this actually at the box office? This thing? is just box office. Oh come on, really? Yeah, really 115 million for Police Academy two. Holy shit! Uh, I guess when you think about it, there really wasn't a lot at the theater, probably at the time. I don't know. Well, the Police Academy movies always came out around March. It was like March, April. Those movies would always come out, so they weren't going up against a whole lot of other. Yeah, movies. it was released March 29th of '85. Well, you got to think how easy these must have been to make. Yeah, you know, like they, oh yeah, hell. 
you know, yeah, the intro is like the same shot million, from the first two one. movies. I think it's those buildings and like they give you a little. I, I honestly think it's past the first two. No, it, it is past the first two. It's every shot and every one of. I think it even goes up to seven. Does it? Yeah. Does anyone? Yeah. Did anyone see Police Academy Mission Moscow? I knew you were going to bring that up. Yeah. Because yes. I had forgotten. I never saw, but I forgot about that till I was searching for Police Academy one and two. Uh, yeah, I don't remember much from it. I would like to give it another shot, but um, why? why I know Christopher Lee. Uh, Christopher Lee's in it, so I kind of like oh. Oh my god! Okay, so the three movies that were released the same weekend for Police Academy Two was Lady Hawk and Desperately Seeking Susan with Police Academy Two. Wow. So that explains why Police Academy Two did so good. Yeah. Well, Desperately wow. Seeking Susan did really well, I thought, too, didn't it? I don't know. I know Lady Hawk didn't do well at all. Desperately Seeking Susan, I remember doing well. It definitely did well on HBO later, but... <laughs> oh, that was a big HBO movie. Oh, yeah. time. That guy just died, by the way. I know this in the topic, but... Yeah, the guy from... Yeah, he was also in Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, he was, but oh, it's, right. it's amazing, like, you know, it's like how many years later, and, and everybody said the guy from Desperately Seeking Susan died. That's that was like the heading on all the articles. <laughs> it made twenty seven point three million dollars. What what did? Desperately seeking Susan. Twenty seven million. In that time, that's a lot of money. Yeah, uh, on a four million dollar budget. Oh, so yeah, that's sleeper oh, yeah. hit. That's, that's sleeper hit. Yeah. But I still can't oh, yeah. believe how much money fucking police can't even move. Like that thing is the most shocking. Like I'm blown away by that. I honestly think it. it I mean, obviously the humor, and I think it's what Jamie said. It's ended always making you feel kind of good. Yeah. So yeah. It, was an e- it was an easy sell. So. Yeah. And it's really – and like you guys were saying about um, – I think it was you, Mike, talking about the kind of skin flick movies like Hamburger the movie and – or yeah, it was Hamburger <laughs> the movie. Um, all those, I never all watched those any of them. crappy skin flick movies that this one was kind of in that vein – like seemingly wise, but then when you saw it, you're like, oh, okay, this is on a different level. Well, then spawned yeah. a lot of sequels. Definitely the first one, right? The, the first one was like it had its gratuitous uh, nudity scene, had the you know the, the the basement showers, but I don't remember them continuing. I remember the the beginning of the second one on the beach. They have that quick shot. Boobless, yeah. That was it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think there were any boobs mm-hmm. again. But, no. Yeah, just Police Can Be 1 and 2 are the only ones that showed some taters. Unless taters. you count Police Can Be 4 when she goes in the pool and she jumps up and she goes, Now who's going to save me? Oh, oh the white t-shirt. Yeah. Oh, I'll count that. that. That is some good nippleage right there. Because oh. Callahan, was, she was she was a big part Stacked. of you. Oh, God, yeah. And then what about when in Police Academy 1 when Callahan throws Leslie Barber on the floor and then straddles his neck and she's like oh yeah who's gonna be next and they all jump up all over themselves <laughs> me 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 He's, i think didn't steve gutenberg go, like turn to some other guy go we'll both be next yeah the, the, the other womanizer <laughs> in the group the, the other stereotype the italian womanizer well you guys were talking about stereotypes how about the um uh oh, what the hell was his name uh nagata oh the oh, yeah. guy holy shit yeah, the police academy films like to make fun of their Asians. <laughs> like his voice is like so stereotyped. So well, the eighties were particularly hard on that. Uh, oh yeah, on that demographic. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just feel like I don't know. 
Well, like, actually, I, mean, I thought his I thought his portrayal was one of the most realistic in the film. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, you're right, Mike. Christ. You're right. That what about what was that '80s movie? They call me Bruce. You remember that? It was on HBO. Oh, that movie. <laughs> so, 120 million dollars in 1985 equates to 288 and a half million dollars today. Oh my in god! Nice. Blockbuster. Like dollar budget. Blockbuster. Well, I just remember going, getting prepared for Police Academy three. And I remember being so psyched for Police Academy 3. We rented Police Academy 2. And I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be the greatest movie. This is going to be awesome. And I remember seeing it in the theater thinking it was funny. And I went with my dad. And I remember my dad really liked Police Academy 2. And I remember at one point looking at my dad, he was completely stone-faced watching <laughs> Police Academy 3. And then afterwards, go, Dad, what did you think? And he's like, oh. I think I like the second one a little bit more. Like, like he was—he did not want to say it sucked. So watching um, I watched Police Academy three and four also recently. Yeah, there's a big drop off, my friends. That thing went down fast. Um, you got maybe a few jokes from Zed or Sweet Chuck, but yeah, it's it's a little tough to watch. See, I agree with three. I have I do have a soft spot with four though. I don't know you why. Got, you, got a, you got a baby soft spot for four? I have a baby soft spot for four. <laughs> Steve, you did not wait for Keith's sound effect. That's okay. What's that? That's okay. Because <laughs> I don't know when those motherfucking things are coming out. And that's the beauty of them. <laughs> that's the beauty like, of them. It's like Keith's penis. You never know when it's coming out, but when it does, it surprises me. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There's your joke. There's the feedback for your there joke. You go. You oh, Christ. <laughs> All right, so we we need to we need to start talking about two because I've been I've been chomping at the bit. But start start it now. Talk it. I I, have I to, love oh, Police no, Steve, Steve's going to talk. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I what? laughed my ass off. Wait, can we talk about how Mike kind of sounded like Bill Cosby? <laughs> yeah, is that did sound like Bill Cosby? Steve's about to talk about it. Wouldn't pop. Just drink the drink. <laughs> what was that? Is that is that why I feel violated right now? <laughs> what is Jamie doing? He doesn't know. <laughs> you have no Just idea. Drink the drink. <laughs> Just drink the drink. <laughs> <laughs> is that Cosby after all? The Cosby shook breakfast. Oh my god. Is that Bill Cosby after the shower. <laughs> 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 My God! <laughs> All right, Steve, you were saying. <laughs> I lost my fucking train of thought. Why? <laughs> Police gave me two. I love it. <laughs> He's a man of many words. I'll tell, one thing that, I'll tell you one thing that stuck out of me about two is how close the plot of Police Academy 2 is to Meatballs 2. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, good call on that. <laughs> you have the two warring camps. You have the boxing match, all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I think you're thinking Police Academy 3. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm thinking of 3. You're right. Duh. But you're right. Okay, three is like meatballs too. We are such fucking nerds right now. Yes. <laughs> it's okay. It's part Actually, of our. Actually, you're thinking of the 1980. No. <laughs> <laughs> we are so fucking 80s. 
Yes. <laughs> I'm thinking of something of meatballs, too. I don't think we can talk about it on the air. All right. Uh, <laughs> moving right along. <laughs> moving right along. Yes, and I'm not folks. talking about Paul Rubens' cameo. Yes, folks. That is a uh, what we'll call a inside joke. And so we'll transition from that. All right. Oh. So. That was a good one. Yeah, you like that? Uh, Police Give Me Two. Let's, let's talk about Police Give Me Two. Um, this is hands down, I think, the funniest of all the Police Give Me films. They introduce the character of Zed, who's the villain in this. He is so, played by Bobcat Goldthwait, who's absolutely hilarious in Police Give Me Two. They also introduce, for a small part, is the character Sweet Chuck, played oh, by uh, Tim. Um, oh, shit. What's his last name? Oh, yeah. Real memorable. Yeah, Tim Tim Polish. I forgot his name. Anyway, <laughs> he he's definitely hilarious. He was on um, uh, Saturday Night Live for a while. Um, yep. Tim Kazerinsky, one of one of Belushi's best friends. Yeah, yeah. Tim Kaz- Tim Kazerinsky, something like that. Yeah, Polish. Yeah, Polish. So um, now I'm losing my train of thought. And it'll be pretty <laughs> hilarious. It's got some great jokes in it, the great gags. And they actually took out some of the characters from the first film that really weren't all that memorable and really never brought them back. The only one they brought back was Leslie Easterbrook, and that's only because she was having a baby at the time and couldn't do Police Cammy 2. Hmm. But she's in 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Oh, Sue. Yeah. I didn't know that was the reason. Yeah. So... Uh, I know Jamie and Steve. Jamie's never been on Facebook, and Steve swore off it because of the Jesus and Trump uh, factor. Um, Mainly Jesus. Uh, but uh, I shared the tra- I shared I shared the Police Academy trailer, and if you watch that, there is a clear dub. It's on YouTube. There's a clear dubbage of the um, not the commandant, but the captain's voice, and also Leslie Easterbrook's voice. In one of the clips that they put in the trailer. It is a clear dub. It is not their voices. Which it's restored. It's restored in the movie release, so I don't understand why they dubbed it for the trailer, but I'm sure they had their reasons. Dub, 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 dub. Maybe the movie wasn't ready yet when they put the trailer out. Yeah, you and your logic. Maybe maybe you weren't ready yet, Mike. I'm never ready. (laughs) You and your logic. Logic. Well, like, Steve, I do you have a soft spot for Police Game Four. Yeah. Um, I think it's mainly I saw it in the theater. Mm-hmm. So that's what it's the only one I actually saw in the theater. Um, and you know, back then I had, even though I could not do it to save my life, I kind of had a love for um, skateboarding. Right. And the part in the beginning with David Spade whose skateboarding was done by a very young Tony Hawk in that movie. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, he yeah. was he was uh, the stunt double. Um, and he got I fired, just, too, I think. Yeah, I think he did. Um, Imagine but, not being able to hold up to the integrity of the police academy. I know. <laughs> and you get fired. Especially part four. <laughs> it, was just, it was just something about four. I, I, could, I, I don't really have an answer. I, I, like I said, I think it's just the ultimate of nostalgia because I saw it in the theater being, I mean, four came out like 88, 89, right? Somewhere around there. 87. 
Oh, was eight seven? Seven? Oh, 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 there you go, right there. Nice. So it was. So it was eleven. I was eleven. So I have that. You know, it was the greatest thing in the world when I saw it. Did, did you rewatch it? Four. Yeah. No, I saw. I rewatched one and two. Four. I'm just oh, going okay. off a of memory. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say because like yeah. Jamie just said it didn't hold up, and I, I, I definitely believe that. I, I haven't yeah. watched it again either, but yeah, something I think tells that's me why it, I haven't it probably doesn't it. hold up. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. I, I'm, I'm going back and watching all of them. Uh, they're, they're all streaming on Netflix right now, and I'm, I'm gonna bite the bullet. I'm going with five, six, and seven next. Oh, uh, right. so oh, oh my Christ. Christ. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, like three and four, they did maybe fall off a little, but they still follow that same format. They still have the same corny lines. They still have the same... It, it may have become more commercial by that point, for sure, but it's not as bad as that. I mean, it's not as different anyway. Mm. It just jokes got more childish. It was aimed... Maybe. More. It's not as dirty, yeah. Yeah. I feel like... And you guys have known me long enough to know that I have a bad habit of doing this a lot, but I see movies out of order. And I just have this <laughs> bad feeling that, like, 4 was the first one I saw. That's, that's not normal, yeah. yeah. I mean, then, 3 was the first one I saw. Or, no, 2. 2, I'm sorry. Two and then went the backwards. One. And then once Lloyd Braun turned up on Miami Beach, then I was out. That's right, Lloyd Braun. <laughs> that's right. It was Lloyd Braun in that. Oh, <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> that's right. I still remember being excited about six because Proctor was co- not Proctor. Uh, Fackler was coming back. Bill <laughs> Fackler's coming back. Did you, oh, did you just Christ. did you just hear yourself? You were excited about fucking Fackler. I mean, honestly, <laughs> who can pick who can pick the most nut most nuts bit in the entire Police Academy series? Ooh, most nuts? like ongoing bit. Like one of the characters does it. So, what's what's your favorite like thing? Oh, it's gotta be blue, blue oyster bar. Is that right? Yeah, it's gotta be that. It's gotta be that. It's, it's notorious. I don't know. I think it's. I think it might be the father and son beat. <laughs> I love how Mike stops for the sound effects. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. That. Thank yeah. you for the appreciation and the time it took me to put together this soundboard. I can't stop it, so we're gonna have to listen to it. <laughs> You're right though, Mike. The, the father son beating each other up I, yeah. is pretty goddamn funny. Yeah, it just you keeps going back, and the mother coming in just like ah, did that. It reminded me of my family sometimes. <laughs> what, what did she do? Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm fucking murdered. What I love about that, that's PG 13, but yet they still had they still had some nice titties in that, asses for, you know, you other people. Um they had uh you know Values. Uh, they had F bombs. They had a couple F bombs in that actually. It was um was at the integrity. Advent. It was right at the advent of PG thirteen. They didn't know what the hell they were doing. Yeah. Because well, if you remember um Smoking the Bandit three. No, I don't remember that. Um, at all. <laughs> oh man! Okay, you know the reason you are fucking reaching right now. If you the reason, remember, no, 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 the reason why the smoking the Bandit Three sticks out, going off of what Jamie was just talking about, yeah. it was 1983. I believe it was rated PG. It was, and there was a scene in a nudist colony yep. where there was just just nudity all over the place, and it was a PG movie. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about it now, you're like, that wouldn't you, that would be R, like a hard R rating. And it was a PG well, movie back in It didn't show like Tallywhackers or, or 70s Bush or anything like that. No, but that. it showed a lot of boobs and butt. A yeah. lot of boobs. 
Oh, that is classic. Morals. <laughs> yeah. So and we also said earlier. Strong. We also said earlier in the episode that this was one of the rare uh, times where the sequel was better than the first one. I highly agree. How many other movies? Oh yeah. yeah. How many other movies can you guys think of where that was true? Like the one that jumps to mind is Empire Strikes Back. Star Trek Two. Empire Strikes Back. Godfather Two. Godfather Two. You like Godfather Two better than the first one? Lethal Weapon Two. Oh no, 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 no! I'm, I'm, I'm drawing. Yeah. I might go with the, who said Lethal Weapon Two? Is that you, I Steve? Did. Yeah. I'm. I might join Steve on that. Yeah. No, I love the first one, but the <laughs> second one is part one. Part one is amazing. Um, yeah. The second two one's great. Just has a little bit more action scenes I like. I get two and three confused. And they kept was, it rated R, which was, was awesome. Was two the South Africa one? Yeah. 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 Diplomatic yeah, immunity. I mean, that alone <laughs> makes that fucking better. I mean, I, I love Gary Busey, but. Yeah. <laughs> this is one um, of the greatest, here, most fucking... 80s <laughs> uh, Mike broke out the spectrum. <laughs> Sequel better than the first. Guy. And I and I gotta tell you, I'd also I would also debate The Godfather because I agree, uh, I agree with I love Mike. the I love the flashback section, and I love you know some of the Pacino stuff, but some of that leaves me lacking. I'm gonna be honest with you. The the, the first one yeah. is a better overall movie. I, I enjoy watching one more than two. Yeah. I feel like the two Godfather. gets caught up in itself with all the flashbacks, and it's just it just bogs down. You well, bog I, down. Yeah, I do. What I, love about, what I love about two of that movie is is the story that he's telling, the parallel between the two stories is pretty cool. Mm. But Oh, how about uh, The Road Warrior? Oh, easily. Yeah, definitely. Good call on that. Still haven't seen any. Um, Evil Dead 2. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Evil Dead Two is really good. Leonard Part um, Six. <laughs> yeah, I never saw Leonard Part Four though. <laughs> I don't know about that. It was one. a straight to, straight to VHS release. <laughs> I remember those. Cameras. Um, remember the Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there, there's some, there's some fairly decent ones. Smokey and the Bandit Three, right, Steve? No, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I got, I got one. It's a uh, Clerks Two is better than Clerks One. Oh, oh I fucking love Clerks Two. Uh, I love Clerks Two. But I think Clerks One's way better. Clerk One, Clerks One is like in the in the pantheon. It, it, it for surely is. But if you look at them as actual movies, Two is so much better. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Only on now, mind you, this is only on pure swearing. <laughs> I'm already laughing. It's the only thing that this is better than the first one, but Die Hard 2. No, fuck no. No. No, no. no, no Just no, no, for no. the swearing. No. Not no, as a movie. It's not. No. I'm getting ready for full spectrum right now. Wait. No, no, no. No, Do you understand God. what I'm saying, though? Do you understand no, what I'm saying? No, God, please, like no. Die Hard no. Better. No. All right. Give me a take. No. But I actually find. As much as I love Die Hard 1 better than Die Hard 2, I think it's a far superior movie. I get oh. a little more enjoyment out of number two just because oh. of the swearing. I think we need to wrap this up. Because the swearing is insane in that second movie. We need to, I thought, you were, say, with, I thought you were going to say Beverly Hills Cop 2 when you said that. Oh, no. Swearing. I was like, oh, he's going to go Beverly Hills Cop 2, isn't he? No, man. 
I was looking forward to like, like a, to, to like ramping if, up and you guys having a full all out debate about the yeah. Die Hard versus Die Hard. But if too. you go back and rewatch the second Die Hard, the swearing makes that movie so entertaining because they say fuck instead of like I and or the. Like it's <laughs> that word is used so much in that movie and it it's, it's oh it fucking kills me every time I laugh my ass off especially <laughs> Sipowitz and I'm just gonna call him Sipowitz because yeah. that's who he is. And it's Franz. God, oh, I fucking anyway. love it. Especially when they when they um, put that movie on um, TV and they edited it. Oh, it, it almost sounded like it was a foreign edit because there was no no words spoken by any of the main characters. Do you know what Dennis uh, Franz's uh, favorite food is? Franz fries. Oh, gee, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> wait, wait, Jamie, say say it again. Say it again. Say the punchline again. What is Dennis Franz's favorite food? Franz what? fries. <laughs> oh man! You give Jamie his moment in the spotlight there. Whew. It's a hard crowd. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, it's a hard getting crowd. Back to, getting back to the police academy. Do we do we have a favorite like villain? Do, favorite bad guy? Like most fun to watch? I like, oh, I like Mauser more than Harris. Yeah. I, I'm the opposite. Well, there's there's Mauser, there's Harris, there's Proctor. I mean, those are the three main ones, probably, right? Proctor's like a sidekick, though. He's just an idiot. Yeah, yeah, but he's good. Yeah. You want to know? Hilarious. The first thing I think of when I think of Proctor is the scene where he eats the shrimp. And what, what, which 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 movie was that in? That's in three. four. That was was that oh, four? Was that was that four? Was it three? Yeah, it's three. Was it three? Yeah. Oh, it's three. Yeah, because they're at the banquet. He's yeah. got like the ring of cocktail <laughs> sauce. I remember watching three once with Pete, and we were absolutely Pete. Do you remember this? We were absolutely murdered. Over, <laughs> Mauser says something to Proctor. He goes, and he goes. I'm not teaching my cadets how to use a walk, and <laughs> and Proctor goes. So ruined over that. <laughs> oh, I fucking love these movies. <laughs> so when I watch when I watch two though, and I and I see Bob Goldthwait, all I'm thinking about now is that I know Jerry Seinfeld hates him. Did you guys? Did you guys ever hear? I didn't that? know that. Really? Oh what? my god! So here, I, 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 I have this soundbite queued up. It's from um, comedians in cars getting coffee. He's talking oh. with uh, what's her name, Bridget Everett, who's a burlesque performer in New York, I believe, or LA maybe. And uh, this is they they bring him up very closely. So in who was the after first the ad, of course. Oh, here it goes. When you were a kid. Mm-hmm. John Belushi on Saturday Night Live and Animal House. Like I just felt like. She's, they're going to bleep so out a name, and it's Bobcat Goldthwait. Yeah. Really, really sad, like, when, when he died. And sometimes it's sad, and sometimes it's beautiful. Yeah. They did get it out yeah. there for us. Yeah. That crazy thing that they had. Yeah. There was no other way for that to go. You know, my I'm good friends with... And that's his... I don't friend. like him. I At all. Oh, no. At all. In fact, I have a particular feeling about him i had kind of forgotten about him Mm -hmm. and then there was Uh a little article about him in the paper Mm -hmm. and even in that there was a veiled reference to his dislike of what i did really it didn't have my name of course he used to rail against comedians because they weren't as wild and dangerous as he was because he sucked (laughs) okay (laughs) wow he basically wow. he goes on in the episode to go on and talk about how Bobcat Goldthwait came up with the the persona, the stutter, the whatever you want to call it, because he had no act. 
Yeah, he had no X. He was If he didn't have a, if he didn't have a joke, oh. he would just scream and make people laugh. Yeah, but I don't think that's true. Do you ever see his comedy? His stand-up it's, comedy? Yeah, is sure. The I just, I, yeah. the only thing I ever saw him do stand-up, I think, was when he was at the VMAs, and he came out with Prince's a costume like Prince on, and it was way too small for him. Oh my and god! Was like, oh, you could see his freaking <laughs> gut hanging out, and he's like, and just said, "Somebody screwed up my wardrobe with Prince." That's the only thing I remember. Do you remember? Do you remember him setting Arsenio uh, Hall's couch on fire? No. Oh. He no. he actually got arrested. He went on Arsenio Hall show. And it was right after Arsenio got canceled, and he had like two or three shows left. And Bobcat Go would trash his set and set the couch on fire. And <laughs> now I like trashed, him even more. And Arsenio, you know, at first made it look like what he was mad, but then he said he whispered in his ear, thank you, because he trashed the couch. Oh, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, if you, I, I heard an interview with Bobcat. He was talking about, um, it was right after Robin Williams had died, and he was talking about how they were, like, best friends. Mm-hmm. And when they did that Snickers commercial a couple years ago, do you remember that, where the, you eat a Snickers because you're not acting like yourself? It had Robin Williams and it had Bobcat. And Robin Williams got him that job, and he said, um, after he got the job, Robin Williams called him and said, listen, they're going to probably want you to do the voice. He goes, for the money they'll pay me, I will fuck a Snickers on screen. Because <laughs> I guess they paid him just like a fortune. Oh, there he goes. Oh, he's spray painting. and Yeah, he just destroys the set. Oh, Absolutely wow. destroys it. Wow. He's a good director, too. He's done some good movies where he's directed. He directed Robin Williams in a movie called uh, World's Greatest Dad. Oh, I love Absolutely that movie, hilarious dude. movie. You know, it's, I also it's, loved um, uh, God Bless America, where the, they go on a killing spree. Yeah, he did that. that? And, uh, yeah, uh, Shakes the Clown. and mm-hmm. uh, He did, what was that one he did with, uh, he did one about a girl who, who has a, a dog eat her pussy or something like that. What? I'm what? dead serious. It's called like oh. Sleeping Dogs Lie. Where do you Sleeping like Dogs that? Lie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do you fucking yeah. find these movies? <laughs> uh, Hot to try. Like, <laughs> Hot to try. <laughs> Hot oh to try. I, I forgot about but that. He was movie. a director a on uh, the, the Jimmy Kimmel show for years. He directed like a whole shitload of Jimmy Kimmel shows. I saw his I saw his hour long stand up. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I oh, sure the one. It was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like um, um I just I like hearing about celebrity rivalries, like when they really don't like each other. I like that yeah, sh- I like that shit show. Yeah, Jamie, sleeping <laughs> sleeping dogs lie. You're right yeah, that. it's, oh it's pretty fucking funny. And apparently do other things. Yeah, yeah right. That uh <laughs> that movie World's Best Dad or whatever, right? Robin Williams' son like kills himself with uh trying to do uh, erotic as- yeah. asphyxiation or whatever. And I watched this uh, thing on Prime Video. It was Autopsy, The Last Days of Robin Williams. And they, the way that they found him was with a, a belt, but with a towel wrapped around it so that it wouldn't hurt too bad or whatever. And they mm-hmm. say that, he, that that movie may have given him ideas. He was, I guess he was battling like a, a form of dementia. dementia. Yeah, like really yeah. screwed him up in the head. What scene was this from Police Academy? It wasn't actually. <laughs> it was the scene where, where in Police Academy Two, when Mauser gets dropped through the roof of the line, of the bear cage. Oh right, yeah. that's it. Yes. He, he put a towel on. To he was hanging. <laughs> the Archies. The Archies. <laughs> My mother's name was Jughead. I've been thinking about changing it. What? It's a good, good American, American name. name. <laughs> it was <full> <laughs> What the fuck?
fuck? Oh god. All right, I think we've exhausted this topic. What do you say, boy? Yeah, go, everyone, go check out Police Academy One and Two. It's streaming on Netflix. And hit the comments on uh, the Facebook post here, and also on our. Uh, Podcast episodes available on Spreaker, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever quality podcasts are available. I'm Wash Keith, your hands! I'm Keith Green for Steve Taylor, Mike Burdick, Pete Melia, and Jamie Klein. This has been episode 19 of F That Noise. Have a good night. That's pretty much it. <laughs> what the fuck?